0: A lot of people have gotten off of these commie platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all these things. And you don't even have to have a social media account to do this. You you can create an account on the Patriot Impact, post your event. It could be a school board meeting about CRT. It could be a a GOP meeting. It could be a rally. You can see there's Clay Clark's event coming up.
1: Get ready for the uncloseted conservative hour you've been waiting for. No censors, no fake news, just facts and the freedom to speak them. Friends, if you are still in the conservative closet, I've got one question for you. Why? Why? We've sat in silence. We've been on the sidelines for years. How has it been working out? That's why it's an uncloseted conservative revolution right here, right now. Let's get into it. Welcome back to The Joe Mobley Show. Guys, I am Joe Mobley, your host, the original Uncloseted Conservative. I can't tell you how glad I am to be back in this chair, to be back broadcasting with you. Uh, If you're a fan of the show, you know that I was out all last week at the Young Americans Foundation National Conservative Student Conference uh, which is like 9am to 9pm. And it's it's an hour plus away. It's in DC. Uh, it was brutal. So uh, thanks, guys. Got some awesome content to share with you all from that event I'll be releasing over the next two weeks. Uh, I've got some man on the street interviews as well uh, that, I, that I need to edit, that I need to just be a little bit more disciplined about and edit and get out to you guys. Uh, but just thanks for hanging in there. Thanks for uh, going, uh, you know, uh, just going with the flow on this. Huge thanks to Michelle Swinnick, host of the Everything Home uh, Everything Home Talk Show, uh, TV show and radio show. Show Michelle Swinnick, uh, love you, girl. Thanks so much for uh, guest hosting last week. Now, here's the thing. Michelle's episode that she guest hosted, which was totally ad hoc. It was like the day before we were chatting and I was like, yeah, I haven't been... Broadcasting much this week because I'm in D.C. all week and and the uh, the the conference center like three floors subterranean down you know like three floors down uh, the internet was just terrible down there there was no way to do it she was like oh I'll guest host for you and this is like a Wednesday and so she's like hosting Thursday or Friday she's just like oh yeah I'll just step in and guys <laughs> that show is like one of the most watched shows it's got like twenty five thousand views on Getter which is many times uh you know more than my my second uh, best show on Getter. so i think the trick is for me not to even be on the show and just get other people to host and uh uh pull a show together before we get too far into it uh the show is presented by birch gold group guys text mobly to 989898 that's mobly to 989898 for your free info kit mobly is spelled m o b l e why? Uh, so again, uh, thank you for bearing with me uh, while I was gone. Thanks for being a fan of the show. Uh, make sure that you like, share, and subscribe. However, you're listening, okay? If it's podcast, I, I love reading all of the reviews. Um, I've I've got a lot of ratings on uh, podcast now. I was actually speaking with someone uh, at church on Sunday, and they were like, "Oh, I don't know that I listen to your podcast." And they looked it up on their phone. They're like, "Wow, you've got a ton of uh, five star ratings." Uh, and, and I looked and I was like, yeah, there were a bunch they hadn't seen. So I'm all caught up. I've read them all. Guys, thanks so much. Uh, thank you to the podcast audience. If you are a getter, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, how, however else you consume the show, any of the digital streaming, make sure that you're subscribed there. Make sure that you like and leave a comment. I love reading your comments. Uh, but of course, the easiest way to get a hold of me, I love hearing your thoughts, is just email. It's ask at com. Email me at ask at Show dot com there is an endless amount of stuff happening in the new like last week was a crazy news week i i i almost don't even know how um some of the other guys the dave rubens and the the uh steven crowder's they take a month off and it's like when they come back they, they must just feel like they've they've gone to another planet and come back. So basically it ended up me, I basically took a week off. So much happened last week. And it's not even, it's not even to try and do a recap. I I am going to have to do some long episodes in the next two weeks just to cover the the amount of stuff. But today's episode is a little bit different. Um, You know, there are things that are more important than, than, politics and and more important than the news, the current events, the culture war, if you will. Um, eh, well, you know, a lot of things are involved in the culture war. Uh, but really, we're going to be focusing on some of that stuff today, uh, just everything that I saw and heard last week. And uh, I got a chance to listen to John Lovell, um, who was uh, with 2nd Ranger Battalion. Uh, he's the, the founder and president of the Warrior Poet Society. They've got Warrior Poet Network. Um, Awesome YouTube channel, awesome guy, awesome account to follow on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Really, you should be watching his his YouTube videos for sure. Um, He's got stuff for everyone, for people that are into weapons and tactics, people that are into philosophy, truth, um, Christ, people that are are following um, after Christ and would call themselves Christians, all, all of that stuff. John checks all those boxes. Uh, and I don't think he calls himself a prepper, but if you are a prepper or prepper in fine, you might like a lot of his content as well. Um, but in addition to all that stuff he does, he does a lot of public speaking and he even does some preaching when he gets the opportunity to, and, uh, just hearing his message and I'm talking, guys, we're talking 12 hours a day of speakers for five days, so many speakers, Andrew Clavin was there, Ted Cruz, Christy Nome was there. I think they finished out the event with Liz Wheeler on Friday night. But John's message has just been, you know, we are a similar type of dude. It's just been ringing in my ears. It's just been pulling, you know, kind of one of those things that just pulls at your soul a little bit. Uh, and then I listened to, a uh, sermon that John preached out in California, and and I I would be remiss if if we didn't spend some time talking about that. So that's what we're getting into uh, today. So uh, if you don't like it, then you can change the channel, uh, guys. We also have Marnie Lynn, the president and founder of. Uh, what is it called? The Patriot Impact, I think is what it's called. There it is, the Patriot Impact, patriotimpact.com. We're going to be chatting with her uh, for a few minutes. We've got all that more, and it all starts. All right, so I'm going to try something different today. I'm going to try... Uh, well, I'm going to try and use OBS as the camera interface. So, to do, you know, stuff like this, to change the shot like that, which you're not seeing uh, if you're a podcast listener. So, you could care less. Uh, but speaking about that, another huge difference between the podcast experience, um, which is just an uploaded audio file, and the streaming experience that you're all getting here or watching on replay. I blame StreamYard for the longest. StreamYard. Apologies. Okay. Not, I'm not too big for my britches and I can't, uh, I have no problem saying, Hey, I was wrong. I got this one wrong. There's something going on with this machine and it's very annoying because it, it's an M1 Pro MacBook Pro. It's, it's the latest and greatest, the newest and blah, 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 blah. Uh, but there's something wrong with it. It, it, it just doesn't. Stream quite right. Right, I get a lot of dropped frames. I get a lot of so when you're watching, you probably see a lot of stuttering or or the image freezing, but the the audio continues on. That is very frustrating. I know it's frustrating for you. It's very frustrating for me as well. I've I've invested thousands of dollars in in the studio setup here. Um. So guys, I am on the hunt to get that solved. Um. I'm I'm trying to do it. With you know, with GitHub and Reddit and Apple's team and Streamyard and and they've got me testing packages and things. I'm mean, I'm trying to get all that stuff sorted out. Uh, but what I really don't want to do, which I might end up doing, is just replacing the machine. I'm a MacBook guy. I'm deep in the Apple ecosystem. I got the iPhone. Uh, my wife and I we had the the watches at one point. Now we we wear real um, mechanical watches. But anyway. Uh, well, I do. She doesn't. She just doesn't wear a watch at all. Uh, but anyway, I, mean, I, I don't want to have to just get a dedicated laptop like a, a Windows laptop, a, you know, something, a Lenovo or something just to stream the show. That would be very frustrating. I think there's like a $2,000 machine. Uh, so it's very frustrating them having these issues. Uh, and all I can say is apologies. Thank you so much for watching. I know that it's annoying. It's annoying to me when I watch the replay and I have to deal with it as well. Um, so that is something we are suffering in together, guys. But uh, thanks so much uh, for for everything that you do. Stacey Satterfield says, love the show. Uh, are you only... Here, let me just throw this up on the screen. Love your show. Are you only on Tuesday at this time? Uh, no. So I am Tuesday through Friday. So four days a week, Tuesday through Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, 10 a.m. Pacific. I uh, need to go on an errand shortly. Well, hey, so glad that you're watching the show, Stacey, uh, there on YouTube. Um, many of my shows are not on YouTube because I, I'm constantly in the state of strike on YouTube. I think I'm at, I think I've gotten five or six. No, I've gotten like eight strikes over the last two years. But anyway, if you get three strikes within something like a 90-day period, your show is gone, canceled, boom. Um, So right now, I am at two out of the three. I think my 90-day period starts over, or I think one of my strikes goes away on August 8th. Uh, So I'm about to make it. What, What do we got? It's August 2nd right now. Um, and of course, I'm I'm four days a week as well, Tuesday through Thursday on podcast. Uh, wherever you listen to great podcasts, you can find the Joe Mobley show. All right. So before uh, Marnie comes in, we we got to just say all of this stuff has an underpinning, whether it's culture, politics, how you digest news and current events, how you represent yourself at work in social circles, at church, privately in your home, how you and how you identify, how that manifests in society or all of the manifestations in society if you're the type of person that doesn't present the same in all settings. I present the same in all settings. And now I'm not saying, some of you have seen me out in public, I'm wearing my snarky t-shirt, I'm wearing my MAGA hat, uh, but then you'll see me somewhere else and I'm wearing a suit. That's not two different uh, representations or personalities I am exactly the same. The things that I'm willing to say, the truths that I speak, my willingness to be open about my thoughts, my opinions, my beliefs is the same in all circumstances. I am fully out of the closet as a conservative, as a Christian, as a man who believes that men uh, are the leaders of society and are supposed to be uh, the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. Um, I make no bones about that. I, I say that out loud, proud in all encounters. Uh, and no, I don't whisper anything to anyone. Hey, I, I, I don't really want, you know, this known far and wide. It's the same manifestation. Manifestation. I, I present the same in all encounters. Are there times where I keep to myself and say, ah, oh, something doesn't need to be said, doesn't need to be said right now, and doesn't need to be said by me? Yeah, there's times uh, are fewer and far in between these days. But to be this type of person, this is what the whole point of coming out of the conservative closet or whatever closet you're in, you're a liberal, but you believe in individual freedom, you believe in the sanctity of life, you're a Democrat that believes in free speech, then you're in the closet about those things. the, The underpinning of all of this stuff, the essential virtue that is necessary for all other virtues is courage. You have to be courageous. Okay, There are 365 instances in, in the good book, in the Bible, saying, don't be afraid, be bold, be courageous, be strong. The Lord has given you a spirit of truth and of love and of sound mind. Uh, this happens again and again and again. It's no mistake that there's literally one for every day of the year represented in the Bible, which is a good indicator. I know uh, so people that watch the show, there are a ton of us out there that we are a lot of different denominations. I've got Catholics, Episcopalians, Methodists, Lutherans, Protestant, Baptist, I've got everything watching the show. Uh, I I don't even, I've traditionally gone to non-denominational churches. I currently go to a Baptist church, but I believe that the 66 book Bible is, uh, is, is the one. Okay, so um, catechisms are great. Uh, and awesome, there's some solid wisdom teachings and truth in there, uh but I believe that this book uh is the one that is uh God breathed that is inspired, that is god's word revealed to us. this is god's revelation um, you know, and it's not about us, it's about God we, we are not found in in this book God, the Holy Spirit, uh, God the Father, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus. Um, Christ the Savior. is what's described and found in this book. Uh, so thank you for everyone of all the other denominations that uh, that listen to the show. I even have Mormons that listen to the show, and there are a lot of the the nuns, the uh, the non-religious people, a religious people. Even though everyone believes in something, science, safetyism, uh, as the great Dennis Prager said, safetyism is probably the fastest growing religion in the world. Where you will do. Anything you will submit to any authority to any overreach for safety for that benefit of security. Uh, anyone who's lived through, you know, the last two years, two and a half years, you know this to be true, um, and you you also know that that wild ideological fires are kind of funny. At one time, Jedi was the fastest growing religion uh, in in Europe. Uh, so here we have uh, safetyism. Being the thing, everyone's worshiping at the altar of safety. But for us to get out of the hole that we're in, for us to turn around and go back to say, hey, you know, I was wrong about this. I need to do it another way. Uh, Christians, you're no stranger to this. This is the principle of repentance. I need to turn back and go the other way. And it, it takes. It takes a lot. You've got to be humble. You've got to admit I've gone down the wrong road. And when you go down the wrong road, anyone who's ever done this and you know GPS is recalculating, sometimes it tells you to make a couple of Fs or a couple of rights. Oftentimes, it tells you to make a U-turn as soon as you can. You've got to actually travel back all of the road that you've already traversed. Okay, um, this, is, this is embarrassing. It can be a painful experience. And that is why the, that essential virtue that we need is courage. We're going to be talking about that uh, with with Marnie when she comes on, and then we're gonna we're gonna take it out. Um, we're gonna get out with some really cool stuff, uh, some really cool uh, stuff out of the Bible. So again, uh, that that's all the you shouldn't even have to give warnings for this stuff. Uh, but this one, this one is gonna be. A, a theology-rich uh, uh, podcast, but that's that's just the way that I roll. You guys like the show. Uh, so it looks like Marnie is held up in a meeting, so we are going to go a little bit down the road, and then we'll double back, pick her up when she jumps in, and then we will finish on out. So again, uh, John Lovell. Former ranger, uh, army guy, the two two different army experiences, army musician, army ranger, and it's funny how it's funny how God's just made everyone as these individuals, and we have kind of the craziest ties. We we have the craziest ties, things that we couldn't orchestrate. Um, But man, just getting to sit down and listening to him speak. um, And I've been a fan of John's for a long time. Um, But just getting to sit down and listen to him speak was really something special last week. Uh, And I look forward to sharing that with you in the next segment. Uh, But we do have Miss Marnie Lynn with us, the founder and the president of the Patriot Impact. So let's go ahead and bring her up. Um, So before we... Before we get her in here, I just, I got to put this on the screen, guys, um, because I know that she's going to want to talk about it. Oh, how do I get my name to go away? Because I did want to do that. So layout, guest, uh, play sound. No, it's going to be general. And I want, oh, I can't do it in here. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting edit. Can I just delete it? Save? Nope. Got to leave something. Okay. So, all right. Well, we're going to skip uh, that. Sorry, guys. My name is in the way, but you're fine. You're big boys and girls. But this is this is the patriotimpact.com and this is the Patriot Impact Creed. Okay. Um, you can say we, I'm going to say I. But if you are the type of person that needs to connect, you know that you're the type of person that needs to connect with the Patriot Impact and with Ms. Marnie Lynn. If you believe in indi- individual freedom, if you believe in limited government, if you believe in the rule of law, peace through strength, fiscal responsibility, free markets, human dignity, and if you believe in every American patriot, uh, then you are in the right place, then this is all for you. Uh, so let's bring up this Marnie Lynn. How are you?
0: Let's
1: see. Hey, Marnie, can you hear me?
0: Joe, I can't hear you.
1: Uh-oh. Let's see here. I got
0: my speakers way up.
1: Hold on. It might be. It might I would be
0: assume you can me. hear me because I'm seeing that my mic's working.
1: I can hear you. It's interesting that you can't hear me. Hmm.
0: This is Leap mm. Studio having issues share screen settings. I'm under audio. It just gives me an option for my mic, not playback. Do you want me to call Here. you on your cell?
1: Uh, why don't you? You can't hear me. <laughs> I'm going to chat you. You're, You're typing. There's to- uh, there's a private chat. Maybe go out and come back
0: in. Hey, That's in Florida. Okay. Yeah. Maybe go out and come back in. Okay. I'll be right.
1: All right. So Marnie's going to give that a try. Again, the website is thepatriotimpact.com. Uh, Let's go to actually the main page. Doo, 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 doo. And. Yeah, let me make sure that my audio stuff is right. So, boom. And boom. Yeah, my audio stuff's right and the audience you guys can obviously hear me. So, let's see. Michael, thanks for joining us, my man. Uh ch-ch-ch. Stacey says, I've seen you with Bannon at times. Love Steve Bannon, guys. Awesome uh, show to watch. Bannon's War Room uh, Pandemic uh, over on Rumble on Getter. Uh, Awesome, awesome show. So hopefully, let's see. Any better? Can you hear me?
0: Why can't? My speakers are up.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's super weird. All right. Well, then. We're gonna.
0: Okay, go ahead and say something.
1: Say something. (laughs) Woo! Wow, that was loud. Yeah. Good night.
0: Okay. (laughs) All right. Yeah, we got that uh, that technical difficulty. I uh, I was on uh, another podcast this morning, so forgive me. (laughs) You guys all have different stuff going.
1: I know, these freaking platforms. My my technical difficulty of the day is the live stream drops frames. I would rather have drop frames where we can see each other. Yeah. Uh, but the forward-facing part, it drops frames all the time and, and freezes It's a huge pain in the butt. So I'm getting ready yeah. to just record the episodes and then put them up while I'm trying to figure this out. But then I sure. don't get to speak with the audience. Uh, yeah, so it's just not the same. Well, I'm
0: loving your shirt. I'm absolutely loving it. (laughs) I um, I bought a shirt at. I popped over to Student Action Summit, where all the Nazis were hanging out, and um, I really should just go put it on because it it says "Real men aren't women." Just says "Real men aren't women." I saw that one. I go, "That's kind of bold." I'll probably wear that tomorrow when I fly. Hopefully, someone won't kick the shit out of me. But good luck trying.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this is yeah. uh here. I will send you one of these. This is this is the shirt I'm actually. This isn't currently the shirt. I'm wearing the gray one, not the black one. Uh, but the Joe Biden one star would not recommend. And guys, we talk about it all the time. I know I would give them zero stars, but if you do zero stars, it looks like five stars. So you gotta you gotta <laughs> give them one. Exactly. Otherwise, the messaging gets confusing and people come up to oh, like yeah. five and it's it's a whole, yeah. it's a whole mess. Uh, but I will send you one and here's why. Because Marnie Lynn is completely out of the conservative closet. We talked about oh, that, that Joshua 1-9 person, someone who's bold and courageous. And I knew, because I'm walking around Virginia Beach at the Reawaken America tour with Clay Clark, uh, and homegirls got on white pants. And I leaned over uh, to the gal I was working with and I said, that's bold and courageous. I didn't even know who you were because you hadn't spoken yet. Yeah. Uh, sure. I was like, this girl's got on white pants. Like, is that not a power move? Uh, and then you take the stage. It was like, wow, <laughs> it's the lady with the white pants. So, the lady with the white pants. Yeah, the lady I see. I, re- I, respect, oh, I respect the confidence. Um, so tell us Tell us about, uh, I told us a little bit about the Patriot Impact, um, but... You, you got to plug the Patriot Impact because people have got to go to the site. Uh, it's, incredible. And it's, it's linked below.
0: Yeah, it's incredible. So, really, what we've created is a one stop shop. It's a hub, Joe. And what it is, is if you go there, you can create a free account up in that top right hand corner. And we want to support, number one, America First businesses. So, if you were to go under places, you can post. If you're an organization, if you're a patriotic club, you know, it's, it's one thing to not get your cup of coffee at Starbucks or not get your sneakers from Nike, but we need to know the alternatives out there. And this is a free listing. We want to support America First businesses. So please, 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 if you have a business or a shop or an organization or a club, once you create that free account, you can post yourself. And if you scroll down there, Joe, you'll, you'll see some um, places. And this is what we're trying to do. So in your backyard, you know of local businesses who support our creed, which is, you know, individual freedom, peace through strength, fiscal responsibility, human dignity, the rule of law, et cetera. Um, so that's really the places aspect. <clears throat> Under events, you know, here's another thing. A lot of people have gotten off of these commie platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all these things. and you don't even have to have a social media account to do this. You you can create an account on the Patriot Impact, post your event. It could be a school board meeting about CRT. It could be a a GOP meeting. It could be a rally. You can see there's Clay Clark's event coming up. People want to go to events, but then they'll go, oh, shoot, I didn't even know that was going on. And so we want you to post your events. And you'll see, it's quite a you know form to fill out. If there's a cost associated, it could be recurring. Um, it could be months from now, but we want to know about it. And
1: oh yeah, you put your stuff on Eventbrite, you put your stuff on Facebook, any of the other places, and it can get taken off like that. Yeah, uh, your PayPal can get canceled. Banks, Visa, Mastercard, Bank of America can cancel you. Can lock you out of your. Like, this stuff is no joke. That's why, hey, they said, build your own. And here we are building yeah. our own. And that's exactly uh, what Marnie's got going on here. This, this is awesome. And I encourage everyone to go to their Rumble page and, and watch her speech from the Reawaken America tour. Uh, because yeah. it's exactly yeah. what the through line of this episode is courage. And that's what we're going to get into. It, it's coming, guys. The truth is coming for you uh, when we're done yeah. here. Um, But we have got to be bold and courageous. We have got to put this fear nonsense behind us, okay? Um, Otherwise, what happens next is something to really be afraid of. Uh, Not hurt feelings or getting your event kicked off of Facebook.
0: Well, in Action Cures Fear, Joe, you know, um, if you scroll up to... It's really an intricate site. You know, we just launched on Veterans Day. But if you scroll up to the top of the site, Go ahead and click uh, impact, the first tab there. And what you're going to notice is, if you scroll down, we have what a patriot is. And right now, it talks about a person who loves, supports, and defends his or her country, um, not only from foreign detractors, but we have domestic issues going on, right? I mean, that's a huge thing. And, And the word impact stands for influencing many people and changing together. So we have our founding documents right on the site, the United States Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights. And in the bottom left-hand corner, actually, of our site, you can either um, download a pocket constitution, so just print it out and fold it up as you go, and then um, you can also request a pocket constitution from Hillsdale University, and we'll send you one, which is fantastic. Um,
1: Nice. Every man, woman, and child in this country (laughs) <laughs> the Constitution, the Declaration, these are things that you need to read annually, uh, not not just one and done. Oh, I think we read that in, in civics in fifth grade, or was it social studies, yeah. uh, which is a whole, don't even get me started on that rant. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah awesome.
0: Um, and then kind of the big thing and what we're known for is if, so go ahead and scroll back down if you don't mind. And you're gonna see your state, right? So let's say you've attended CPAC or you've attended a Clay Clark event or whatever. Either the map up above or this list right here. So go ahead and click on Florida, for example. (coughs) That's where I'm located. Um, And this is what we have for every state. You can see that you can find the state GOP website. You can see the state calendar. You can become a poll worker. You can register to vote. You can find out where to vote. You can report election fraud.
1: So findout.org, folks.
0: You can, you know, you can um report election fraud. And these people who are in office and or running for office, they need to be held accountable. And so you'll see um even further where it says get involved in your county. And if you click on Palm Beach, for example, this is the next phase of our um Build out, uh, Joe. Yeah, go ahead and click on Palm Beach towards the bottom. Yep, down towards Miami. Yeah,
1: I literally don't even know. Yep, yep,
0: right on the right. Yep, yep. And check this out, okay? Everything is so fragmented. It's almost as if it's done on purpose. And what we are going to do is we're going to have links to your sheriff, your clerk, who's running your school district. Everyone is running... Um, your city councils, municipalities. And if you keep scrolling down, you'll see, okay, so there's the link to join your Republican committee. But there's some local clubs in your county. Who's the superintendent of my schools? Who's the tax collector? Who's the county commissioner? There's so much government locally. So we're all fired up after we go to an event, but we can go back to our little county somewhere in the Midwest or California or Arizona. florida I mean, you name it. How am I going to get involved to make that impact locally? And, you know, General Flynn talks about local action creates a national impact. If we all just dive into the weeds and get involved in our local county, what a different country it would be. And there's a lot of people who say, well, don't vote. And, you know, 2020 was rigged. It was a rigged election. It was a stolen election. And we all know it. Um, but the reality is they're going to have an election coming up. We need to vote. They want you disenfranchised. They do not want you voting. And we need to double down we need to vote like it's no one's business, like never before we need to vote. That's how much it matters. People have laid their life on the line in our military so you could vote. That's sacred honor. You could vote. And so there's a lot of important elections coming up, and we have the midterms coming up. So finding out who are local candidates, um, I always kind of half-heartedly joke, but you know, people will vote and they'll kind of look over and they're like, um, so who do you vote for? Like a pop quiz. They're like, uh, yeah, I think I'll vote for him. And I'm like, okay, do you know where they stand on the issues though? Because that's so important. There's a lot of independents out there and they go, well, I didn't vote for Donald Trump because of X." And I'm like, do you actually know where he stands on the issues? Well, no, but, and I'm like, okay, so how about we vote intelligently? How about we get informed on the issues?
1: I, so, I like to always remind everyone that's in love with these vaccines. You know, thank you, Donald Trump. Operation Morp Speed, that's, uh, and yeah. liberals hate it. They they hate it. The, sure. the vaccine that former Vice President Joe Biden and still cackling Vice President Kamala Harris, <laughs> the vaccines that they took, they took while Donald J. Trump was the president. Uh, which is like they're trying to memory hole that and be like, Oh, he did nothing. It's it's, you can't have your cake and eat it too, folks. You you, you just know Uh, the inconvenient facts of history, as we call it. Look, you look at this website. If you're listening to this one on podcast, this is where go down to the bottom underneath where it says description. um, And, and right under uh, Marnie's name, there'll be a link to this website. This is, Hours and hours of research and well, whoops, yeah. I took it down. This is hours yeah. and hours of research and information. Um, so this is an excuse that we hear. There's too much. It's it's too big. There's there's too much. There's no hope. It's this reverse nirvana fallacy. Yeah,
0: you know, it's yeah. so
1: hard. I don't even want to try. She's done the work for you. There's no excuse for you not to be involved with any of these clubs, to not know that they exist, to not know that these are the people running your life. And yes, executive orders are a pain in the butt and the administrative agencies, IRS, FBI, EPA, all of these agencies are a pain in the butt. But still, the things that impact you on the daily, the zoning ordinance and how tall your fence can be and what's going on in your schools and where you can park on the street, that is all Taking place outside of Washington, DC. Mm-hmm. Your federal Congress has nothing to do with it. SCOTUS has nothing to do with it. It's gonna be someone on this list in your community.
0: Yeah, I mean, you we, you know, um, my partner Rob and I, we broke down over there's 3,143 counties. And you go, okay, let's just say there's a hundred people at the local level. That's upwards of a half million people. So yes, our you know, federal elections important, but I like to remind people, they say one person, you know, one person can't make a difference. Oh, yeah. I've flown 15 or 20 times in the past year, and it took one woman who was courageous here in the state of Florida, and all she said was, no, the mask mandate is unconstitutional and it's over. Because you can darn well bet they've already tried to reinstate it, and it took one woman who was bold. She said, nope, no more. One person. So one person can make a huge difference in the political landscape. And it was because she held a public office. Mm. We can all sit here and complain about masks or anything, but if we, we have to, you know, uh you can't sit in the cheap seats. Y- you gotta get in the ring, you gotta get involved, you gotta get off the sidelines. And God is recruiting now more than ever. He's raising up leaders and the cream is rising to the top. And so he's drafting a lot of leaders around the country right now, Joe.
1: You know, I um, I had a battle buddy when I was in the army, uh yeah. uh named Soto, Sergeant Soto. And I take a page out of his book because he would you know we're i don't I don't think of us as scary, but we're large men, six foot six foot one, two hundred plus pounds work out blah 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 also uh by the way, I don't know who failed the push ups. <laughs> Um, but I usually I do a hundred a day, and usually okay. if I don't get a warm up set in, then eighty one is about where I'm like, ah, I, I need to take a, a rest. But
0: I you weren't around then, yeah. Yeah,
1: so so you better have it together. Okay. Uh, so even if I'm wearing a suit, we can. And it's weird because people that don't work out the work the. The warm up is like a real thing. Like the number of pull ups, push ups, whatever you can do, like at any given time versus after sure. you've warmed up, totally different. So I'm gonna warm up before I see you. I'm like I'm oh, just gonna be there. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be doing you're, you're my better. my and arm circles because um,
0: <laughs> I don't know where you stand at wall sits, but that's my thing. So we'll do wall sits, wall
1: sits. and we'll.
0: Yep, you're just going to sit you'll, up against the wall.
1: Well, you'll definitely when the wall sits, because I I have army body. I'm I'm medically retired, so. Yeah.
0: Uh, but
1: that hey, yeah. that's no excuse, guys. These guys, are you kidding? Christmas Eve and the freezing cold boat. Like yeah. Incredible. Anyway, but I'm glad that you're on the team. I'm glad to be on the team with you. Uh, yeah, but I I take a page out of Soto's book, and he asks people, "Are you physically going to stop me when when someone is accosting you?" Sure. So, not a violent person, but I'm a free person and I will commit violence to maintain those freedoms. And it puts it into perspective when you go to the library or something. And a lot of times it's a small woman and she's in my face. And when I look at her and say, are you physically going to stop me? It's like she comes back into herself and it's like, wait a minute, this is a big black dude. And she doesn't know that I'm heavily armed, heavily trained, and this, sure. that, and the other thing. Uh, but guys, you you have got to say no. I mean, look, we got monkeypox rearing its head, and you may or may not be at risk of getting that. <laughs> I don't want to mm-hmm. get into it. You we've got this thing happening, mm-hmm. and it seems to these things come around every time there's an election, but you you've got to say no. I mean, they threw some. Some world class protest about taxes and about oh, yeah. where representatives were housed. And we, that American fighting spirit is dead. It's gone. like we're we're trying to fire something up. and, and, yeah, no, and, just...
0: and i I've, <clears throat> I've lived in Venezuela, right? and mm. and having conversations with people. I would suggest anyone who has a real issue with America, you know, there's been a lot of faults threats and false promises. And we saw it in the left. We saw it, frankly, out of a lot of elitists and globalists and folks out of Hollywood. And they go, well, I'm going to leave if Trump's president. Well, you're still in America. You know, (laughs) if you really have an issue, I would encourage you, go live in China for a week. Go live in Russia. Go live in Venezuela. I've lived in Venezuela. You have no idea when you don't go outside on election day or when you need armed guards. Or when you, one person is allowed in a store at a time, or when you have a government ran hotel, you have no idea what that's like. And as a, I, I know, when why, why minute, don't
1: people go outside on election day?
0: It's that dangerous. Wow. And rid, heavily, right? So dominion. Wow, a that's has wild. Roots out of Venezuela, and there's some some crossovers into Canada and what have you. Um, but we were told as Americans, don't go outside. And so, you know, voting, to me, it's a duty. It's a duty. And, and I want to say it was Thomas Jefferson who said, when tyranny becomes law, rebellion becomes duty. And right now, we talk about civil disobedience. You know, that's what January 6th was. That was us showing up. If, if There could have really been a problem. But we all showed up peacefully. Oh and yeah! I, I was
1: there, and, we an and issue,
0: you're you know, right? It, it could have
1: really been something different. Sure.
0: If that was, if that was an Antifa march, if that, <laughs> could you imagine?
1: How many people do you think were actually there? Because the media says, "Oh, a small." There were a few thousand. I, I'm going
0: to wage over a million people. Yeah. Easily.
1: Yeah. yeah there I There was over a million people there. Same. Same. I, I think.
0: Um, You know, we were there to contest the election. And there is unfinished business with 2020. And the midterms are so crucial coming up. And, you know, I've had the honor of speaking with Catherine Engelbrecht of 2000 Mules, or of Mules, right, her and Greg Phillips. And I believe that the Democrats play for the presidency. But make no mistake, the midterms you know they want you disenfranchised. They don't want you to vote. They that's a, you know they already have people disenfranchised from 2020, and they go, wow, oh, they won't vote. They ought to be shaking. We're going to turn out in record numbers. And for the folks who are, you know, they're not a registered Democrat, they're not a registered Republican. I would encourage you to get informed on the issues, and even um, think to yourself, who is winning the elections? Number one, and don't you want your vote to to really? count in that way and and find out who you identify with. You know, another aspect on our website, Joe, we have a candidate section. So if you're running for sheriff, if you're running for the school board, if you're running for governor, lieutenant governor, whatever it is, we want you, if you're the person running or your team, to post yourself. Similar to your shirt that you have on right now, you can leave candidates reviews. So you can go, if you show the website, you can click on candidates, you'll see Carrie Link, you'll see Ron DeSantis, you'll see different candidates. And we literally allow you to leave these people reviews. And, you know, I'm from... Yeah, if you go up to the top, see candidates. <clears throat>
1: yep. Or let's do uh, Arizona, because yeah, Arizona right. is, is the place right now. The
0: place, right? So if you click on Curie Lake, you'll see her message. You'll see her social handles. You'll see her website. And, you know, re- providing a review... You know, there's a reason that people go to restaurants with great reviews, because they have a heads up. You can't, you can't beware until you're aware. So for instance, Susan Collins is already in office, right? I'm from Maine. A lot of people on, you know, who are conservatives don't really consider her a true conservative based on where she falls on the issues and how she handles things in Washington, DC. But it's too late. She's already elected. So we want to um we want you to be able to review. And that's a prime example, right? So we need more people. We we are proud.
1: <laughs> There's no one running in Philadelphia.
0: That's, that's not it. We rely on candidates. We rely on businesses. We rely on you guys um, to create these accounts and post as a candidate. Post your business. Post these events. Um, there's thousands and thousands of people running. There's millions of businesses. There's thousands of events. So everyone, you know, everyone goes, well, Marnie, why don't you post it? Nope. I already have, you know, a full-time gig going. So we need you guys to spend the five to 10 minutes, whether you're a candidate or you're a business owner, or if you're promoting an event, sharing an event, posting an event. um, We need you guys to post this. This website's only going to get better as we grow.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I know you've got to scoot. Whoa, that was loud. Uh, I don't want to take all your time. I know you have a busy afternoon. Talk about. I say this all the time, guys. But now in today's society, the man in the the man in the arena is almost always a woman, uh, and Marnie's no exception. She's her days are long and full of stuff because she takes, you know. Fighting a- the collapse of the republic, seriously. Yeah. Uh, so so you you go when you've gotta go. And and we've got uh then then guys we're getting into the, the theology of it all. Um, uh, but don't don't let me keep you.
0: No, no, my, my family served, Joe. You know, I had family served in World War One, World War Two, the Korean War, the Vietnam War, and the Gulf War. And um, my brother-in-law was in Iraq and Afghanistan. And so I deeply regret not going in. Um, to the Marines in particular, and so I want to serve my country in any way that I can.
1: You're yeah. in the Second Continental Army. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: So, so it's it's something we must save this republic, and uh, it's worth saving. You know, America is a is a beacon of hope, and there are people who have died trying to get here. And I can't say that for all the other countries around the world. And so, if we aren't the freest country, in the world then God help the rest of the planet. And so we're under attack and we need to step up.
1: So absolutely. And like you said, the richest people here, they're not leaving and they have the resources to move their operation wherever they want. All, all of Hollywood, if they wanted to leave, if they were serious, they could, they could leave next week. Yeah. It's
0: a globalist, elitist um, yeah. mentality that we're facing here with agenda 2030 and the great reset. And um you know, it's do as I say, not as I do. It's I'm going to take your guns, but I'm going to be surrounded by 10 guys and they're fully locked and loaded for my protection. And, you know, you talk about Khrushchev coming in here and uh, never firing a shot with communism. And, and when I, Dr. Ben Carson recently um, down in West Palm Beach, he, he talked about indo- indoctrinating um, folks through education and inflation and disarming you know our country. Mm-hmm. And thank God. You know I've lived in Australia too. And they don't have any guns to defend themselves, and so mm-hmm. um, this is this has been a long time coming, and it's coming to a head. So for such a time as this, I guess Esther, right, um, to yeah. be alive, you know? but no, it's an honor to be on your show, and and I'm fired up. I have enough energy to I think light up New York City, but we have a country to save, and it's going to take everyone. So. If you're hearing this and you're wondering what you can do, advice was given to me after, you know, between getting counsel and also praying about it. Follow your talents. We all have so many different talents. Mm. God blesses us that way. So whatever it is, follow it. And I guarantee you, God will open a door for you.
1: Absolutely. Well, Marnie, Lynn, thanks so much for being on the show, guys. The website is the patriot You don't even have to search for it if you're watching this, if you're listening to it, then just scroll down a little bit. Or uh, some people say scroll up, I say scroll <laughs> down. <laughs> Do
0: scroll this down.
1: gesture, and, it, and it'll what's yeah. underneath will be revealed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can click on yeah. the link. Uh, yeah, so my wife, till and I know my wife is right on this one, but I describe. Changing the temperature, turning it up or down, or making it cooler or warmer. I describe that wrong. Uh, so, <laughs> I don't, yeah, when I say turn it up or turn it down, it, <laughs> I say it wrong. Uh, because I, yeah, I'm the weirdo. I, I'll say like turn the like turn the air up, like the AC up. I mean, make it colder.
0: Right, right, right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways guys, whatever gesture you use to get underneath (laughs) where our heads are or uh, to expand the description, there are links to the website right there. There's also a link to uh, the Patriot Impact Rumble page. Make sure you're subscribed there so you can keep up uh, with Miss Marnie Lynn. Are you going to be on any of the other uh, Reawaken America tour stops?
0: You know, I've been playing a bit of phone tag with Clay. So Hmm. uh, we shall feel that. Yep. (laughs) Uh, so, so, uh, we shall see. So, um,
1: awesome. So. Awesome. Well, you are welcome back anytime. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you so much, Joe. I appreciate it.
1: Of course. Thanks. All right, guys. Now let's, uh, let's get into the last bit. Good night. It is one forty-eight. All right. So we're going to go fast. I say that we're going to go fast and then we end up not going fast. It, it, it is what it is, folks. Uh, apologies. <clears throat> uh, da, 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 da. How can I share the screen? Perfect. Or do I want to use this? Let me see. Mm, yeah, but then my head's kind of in the way. Again, th- th- this whole part right here, just ignore this. Fast forward 15 seconds. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to use it. All right. So back to John Lovell, uh, back to that warrior mindset, back to uh, what it takes, uh, which, which is courage. But here's the thing. Because we've screwed around for so long, because we've allowed for taboo to rule our society, now we're behind the eight ball. Whatever is going to happen, there there are certain things that are going to happen that are so destructive and negative and and, uh, unpleasant, but it's too late. We have to experience that pain. So you look at the Bible, and the Bible, it's a huge book with all sorts of stuff, but really, uh, there's There's just two types of stories and one principle. The the principle is that this book is about God. This is God revealing himself, his character, his person, his truth to us. It's not about us. It's about God. And the other thing is, it's just two types of stories that he uses to to reveal this to us. Warnings and examples. An example is be like this, do this. A lot of the stuff in Proverbs, this, this will help you to thrive. This will help you not to just survive, but thrive, to help you have a good, meaningful life, uh, a harm reductionist philosophy where you experience the least harm and pain and, and anguish from your mistakes. Or so you can be the example or, uh, or you can be the, uh, yeah, the example or the warning. Don't do that. Uh, tons and tons of stories of people who are the warning, and who experience suffering and pain, and and bankruptcy and homelessness, and all of these things. These are the results of actions. These these aren't. Oh, I just woke up one day and I'm two hundred thousand dollars in the hole. And no, this is this is lack of discipline. This is lack of. Uh, studying God's word and putting those things into practice, not for a day or a week, but for a prolonged period of time. Just like going the good road compounds on itself, going the bad road compounds on itself. So warnings and examples through God's character revealed to us. And I keep pointing over here, this is where uh, my Bible is, but just, yeah, warnings and examples through God's character revealed to us. So you look in here, and, and there's there's some theological stuff here that I'll just get off um, uh, right at the top. And I say at the top 49, 50 minutes into the show. Uh, so you have these encounters. Um, you have these encounters with God throughout the word. And one of them, they're called uh, theophanies, okay? Theophany. It's an interesting word. It's like theology, but... So a theophany is when God reveals Himself to man. This is God the Father, the Creator God, Um, you know. And and people have so many different images. This this kind of wizardy looking guy, storm clouds, uh, maybe just a giant face, uh, maybe a a huge you know Disney King looking type figure. Uh, These things are theophanies. This is God speaking to Moses through through. a burning bush. This is the heavens opening, and a voice coming down. Uh, this is God saying uh, to Job, "You know, who are you to question me? Brace yourself, like a man, and I will, I will question you, like a man. Where were you when I set the parameters for the season and and spun the universe at the moment like th- this? Is a theophany. This is God speaking directly to man. This is this is a a terrifying encounter." This is, you know, the heavens opening or storm clouds. You know, God's voice is described as thunderous. Uh, so there are those theophanies, and then there are Christophanies. Um, now, Christophanies sounds like an ancient. It sounds like an ancient name, like an ancient. Uh, oh, there's Hercules and Christophanies. Now, so a Christophany is is a pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus Christ, the Son. So the second person of the Trinity. You got the Father, God the Father, the Creator God. You've got uh, God the Son, the Savior, the the Son of God, uh, Jesus Christ. And then you have the Holy Spirit, um, which is sometimes uh, said to be personified wisdom. Uh, You look to Proverbs, you know, uh, you know, in the beginning was the word, and what the word was God, and was with God. This John one uh, creation account, um, which is why it's whole counsel of God, guys. You've got to get into the entire book from the garden to to the second coming and, and Revelation, and and it all it all relates. To each other in, in just ways you can read it every day for your entire life, and things are still being revealed to you, because we can't even fit. We can't even fit everything that this book means. We, we don't have the capacity, because this, this book, um, the physical book, is not God, but the revelation uh, is. And obviously, as people, we don't have the capacity to understand everything that that is. Uh, but we have these glimpses. And we have some direct glimpses uh, where where he comes down and does it again, speaking to Job, wrestling with this one, and 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 striking this one, you know, down in the desert, off the horse, boom, you know, blinding lights type of things. But anyway, we're going to talk about those Christophanies, which again, it's a pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. Uh, yeah, where where is the theophanies, God speaking through burning bush, voice in the heavens, that kind of thing. Uh, so let's see here. All right, so there there are a lot of uh, Christophanies that are heavily debated, um, but you know you you think about you think about the personification of God, you know God in flesh, uh, but pre-incarnate, so not after Jesus Christ is born, like baby born and then grows into his early thirties. But before that, so we're, we're talking before the New Testament, um, a lot of people say, you know, Genesis, uh, Adam and Eve heard the sound of the Lord walking through the garden in the coolness of the day. Um, you know, them hearing the sound of the Lord walking, that this is a physical body, a physical manifestation of God. You know, a lot of people say that this is a Christophany, the the first one. This is this is Jesus walking in the garden. Um, now there are a lot of people that consider that a Theophany only. Some people that consider that a Christophany only, and there are some scholars who consider it both. And here's the thing: everything's on the table. I mean, God who exists in three individuals but are all one, then yeah, it could be both. Uh, and I got to tell you, I I used to be camp. This is a Theophany. Uh, and I think for a time I was a camp, this is both the Theophany and Christophany, but now I'm leaning more towards this as a Christophany, just the more that I learn about the character and nature of God. But anyway, um, yeah, so you can see, just type Christophany uh, into Google or YouTube or wherever you search, and you can see a lot of different examples um, of this. but we're gonna we're gonna start our thing in let's get it on the screen there, uh in Exodus, uh Exodus chapter thirty-three, uh, verse 20. You know, th- this is this is a theophany. This is Father God speaking uh to Moses, I'm telling Moses, uh Moses says to the Lord, see. See,, uh, see, you say to me, Bring up this people. Uh, he's kind of going back and forth., uh, you skip down to verse seventeen, and the Lord said to Moses, This very thing that you have spoken, I will do. Um This is the Lord speaking to Moses, and Moses is asking, please show me look, look at verse eighteen, please show me your glory., uh, He wants to see this God. And God answers him in verse 20. He says, but he said, you cannot see my face for no man or for man shall not see me and live. This is a theophany. This is Moses. If you lay eyes on me, then it's game over for you. And and I have a purpose for you. That's why I'm not allowing you uh, to see my glory, to see, uh, my face, and, and you go shh all the way to the end in Revelation, and then there the the creature, the winged creature, and and one of the things, the feet are covered, one of the things that are covered are the eyes. This thing is not uh, laying eyes directly on uh, God the Father. Um, so we have that as hard rule. Hard rule, you know it. Uh, it's been said all throughout the Bible. It's there in Exodus 33. Uh, <coughs> For us. Uh, But you fast forward to John 1, uh, John 1, chapter 1, this is the word becoming flesh. You skip down to verse 18, uh, where it says, and this stuff is uh, if you're a podcast listener, then you're just listening. If you're watching this, these verses are on the screen uh, for you. Verse 18 No one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side has made him known. Okay, if you think about the theological implications here, there is, there's the proof that God exists. The creation is, is evidence of the creator and, and, and like seeing, so this is that person, this is that person in the wilderness who someone has not come, a missionary has not come, no one's evangelized to them. Uh, but God's creation is evidence of his, of his glory, his power, his might, his love, his creativity, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it's telling us here, Jesus is the one who is making God known. No no one has ever seen God. Moses didn't see God. Uh, He heard from God. Uh, He was in the presence of God. He was not able to see God or he would have died. Uh, And then it, it goes on. There's a semicolon there. The only God who is at the Father's side. So we know who is seated uh, at the right hand of the Father is obviously Jesus Christ. Has made Him known. That's not. That's not a statement saying from this point on, from the incarnate Christ as as a, as a man making God known. Uh, Jesus has revealed God the Father to us all throughout. To include in the Old Testament, that's what these Christophanies are all about. No one can see the Father. You can't see the Father's face. Jesus has seen uh, the Father's face, but Jesus is God. He doesn't count. So, you know, <laughs> for for this whole seeing God and surviving uh, game, Jesus doesn't count. This this is a, this is a place where Jesus being man uh, doesn't really count for the human experience because he is also fully God. All right. So the reason that we talked about the reason that I brought these things up is because we have some really we have some really simple understandings of Jesus. And and this is the thing that that John Lovell was preaching on that spoke to me because when I lived in Oklahoma, we have this pastor named Robert Smith. He's the pastor of Day Spring Church. And um, he did a sermon series called True-ish, and the tagline is "What's true about you is what God says about you." And that is always—I've always carried that sermon series with me because in a place where we have uh, we have parents and teachers and outside influences, close friends, colleagues, bosses, um, ex-boyfriends, girlfriends, current spouses, ex-spouses—we have all of these influences pouring into us, telling us identity statements, you're this, you know, you're a coward, you're a loser, you're a failure, you're not good enough. We have all those influence pouring into us. And the the actual thing, the only thing that is true about us is the person who created us, who knit us together in the secret place, uh, who, who has breathed life into us out of nothing, who's formed us out of clay and breathed life into us and who designed us for a purpose and who put that purpose in us and and who is the... the the master of our soul, that person says stuff about us, that person is, is God, says stuff about us is the only thing that is true about us is what God says about us. The problem, is we, we don't latch onto that. And the problem is we take that equation and flip it on its side and we say, what's true about God is what we say, what we think, what we believe about God. <laughs> We've missed it completely. What's true about us is what God says about us, and what's true about God is what is. It's what's true. It's an objective fact. It exists regardless of us and our thought. It is just the truth. It's objective. The truth, beauty, love, grace, mercy, these things. But we, <laughs> we think that the world gets to tell us What's true about us, and and everyone else gets to tell us what's true about us, or we get to tell us what's true about us and our capabilities and, and our purposes. We see this in the lie you tell your children: you could be anything that you want to be. That's not true. They can't be anything that they want to be. I'm six foot one. I could not have been an NBA star if I wanted to. Uh, and you know, I, I'm a decent size, but I'm I'm a pretty small dude compared to say NFL linebacker. There was nothing in the cards that would make me uh, do that. My mathematical, I, I like basic math, but my proclivity for advanced math is lacking. So I, I couldn't have been an astronaut or a physicist or, or these types of things. Uh, I, I am, you know, I, I take to physical activity and and uh, more uh, philosophical, intellectually stimulating things. That is me. I am just created that way. I don't get to choose like, hey, do you like chocolate? Well, one of the answers is yes or no. There isn't a reason why. That is just a natural preference. You didn't choose to like or just like chocolate the first time you had it or maybe the second or third time you had it. You either did like it or you didn't. You didn't decide that. That is something that is true about you that is baked into your creator having created you. So how we identify, we we tell ourselves a bunch of lies and we allow society to tell us a bunch of lies about that, and then we turn around and, um, in the same equation on the other side of the equal sign, we say that God. What's true about God is what we say, and our understanding is constantly, constantly shifting. Um, I've got to pull up this, uh, got to pull up this image because it was a a perfect image, and he's going to hate this goofy photo um, up here. <laughs> But I gotta share it. It's a perfect image of exactly uh, this. But we we look at this and here. Let me just come off of the screen. Complete. Oh well, actually, since that image has the black thing, nope, it's gonna cover. All right. But uh, well, we look here in the bottom left corner, and this this is John Lovell here, looking like a, a little uh, monk over there. Um. But this is this is him preaching at uh, I forget the name of the church. It's a church in California. It's one of the famous ones. But he's talking about this is Jesus throughout the ages. This is what the world, uh, particularly um, you know Christians, you know, followers, like believers in in the God of the Bible. This is what they thought throughout the centuries. You know, the first to third is victory over suffering, Jesus, and then and then for two. Uh, centuries they thought of jesus as distant and exalted a scary taskmaster uh 16th century the the loving jesus and you've got all of these different movements going on um you know the enlightenment and 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 the ruling uh all of these different rulers, a Nero or an Alexander the Great, like dynasties are just constantly rolling over and and things are impact, like cultural things are impacting how we view Jesus. And then you've got that 21st century Jesus, what he calls the Ricky Bobby Jesus, which is hilarious. You got to listen to John. Uh, You got to listen to John talk about this. But if you've seen uh, (laughs) Night. (laughs) <laughs> and it's always it, it's like, what's going on where the show gets to Talladega nights? But um John's talking about, you know, uh Ricky Bobby, uh Will Farrell playing race car driver, um, you know, who who prays and he's gotta thank his sponsors every prayer, it's part of his contract. And um, but he he's praying to and thinking of in his mind, baby Jesus, you know, sweet baby Jesus, eight pounds, six ounce Jesus. Um, and then it comes to light that other people at the table, I think of Jesus this way, you know, and I think of Jesus and and it's so familiar to what's going on in culture today because we've got hipster Jesus, we've got the account that's hilarious, but that, that account woke Jesus um, that shows all of those, you know, funny little things here. Let me actually pull up woke Jesus because it's, it's funny, but it also puts kind of a fine point on, on what we're talking about here. Yeah, but it's it it's in all honesty, it's a bunch of nonsense, guys. But uh, uh, yeah, we we got here, Jesus. That woman is a prostitute. You know, like you you don't want to don't let her you know wash your feet with her hair. Uh, and and woke Jesus says, "Um, no, she's a sex worker. Stop stigmatizing her job. Like this is stuff that it's funny. This is a parody thing. Woke Jesus is a parody account, but it's funny because there are all these Christians that believe in this nonsense, and that's what it is. It's it's nonsense. We don't get to decide what's true about God, what's true about any of the attributes of God, based on our." stupid ideas. Okay. So you you pull that together with some principles of studying the Bible. One of those principles is the whole counsel of God, everything from Genesis 1-1 to the end of Revelation. That is the whole counsel of God okay, uh, you've got the, the law of first mention or the principle of first mention. That is what God said in the beginning, what God said first is what God intended that, that original meaning. Okay. Uh, when you get away from that, it's the same thing that we have in, in these ridiculous justices and these ridiculous attorneys and and judges out there. Uh, who believe that simple truths of law, simple truths of the founding documents are not true, where they come out and say, it says the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. They say there is no right to personal firearm ownership. It's in direct contradiction, but they say that we get to kind of breathe new life and a modern interpretation into these factual statements. We, we can't do that with the Constitution, but how much more dangerous? Screw the Constitution. How much more dangerous when we do that with this? So we we tie this to Jesus, and this is the conflict that I have with so many of my Christian brothers and sisters out there. This is the conflict that we have where your picture and your mind when you think Jesus is— either the perpetually crucified Jesus, maybe your your thoughts of him are always at the cross, um, you know, the breaking of his body and the pouring out of his blood for us. Um, maybe there are some of you Ricky Bobbies out there and you think a little sweet little baby Jesus, you know, a little baby Jesus sitting there. Um, many of you think of him as maybe this rugged carpenter, uh, traveler, but so many people there's nothing wrong with thinking of, of Jesus and, and recognizing that Jesus is the lamb, you know, uh, sent for us to save us, uh, whose body was broken and blood was spilled for us. There is nothing wrong with that. But it's the whole counsel of God. Jesus, with the principle, the law or the principle of first mention, however you want to say it, Jesus existed before Matthew one one, well I don't um, know what Matthew three eighteen or whatever. Well, let me see. here. Anyway, I'm not going to look that up. Jesus existed before the Gospels, before uh, the the birth account. There, there is a pre-incarnate Jesus. Again, John one one in the beginning, with the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God, or the word was with God, and the word was God. Jesus is there at the beginning, and in, in that nothing, and, and the whole earth was void, and that. Jesus is there. Jesus has always been there. Jesus came down as a man for us, for you and I, because we were hopeless. There was nothing we could do to ever save ourselves. There was nothing we could do, and there is nothing we can do to ever reconcile our relationship with that God who is so perfect, who is so holy that we can't even lay eyes on him lest we be destroyed. Because our, our our flesh, our physical vessel, can't even contain the splendor that it is to look at the glory of God. Okay, so not even that we're sinners and we're bad, and 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 how our heart desires evil, and some many of us desires evil all the time. Forgetting all of that, just the glory and the goodness of God is too much to behold. So. Jesus, there, there are so many reasons, it, mainly because of our sin nature and then because we're depravity of man type thing. But because there is nothing we can do, Jesus looks at at the battlefield, and I'll say battlefield, I'll, I'll tie it together in a minute. Jesus looks at the battlefield and says, you know what? I actually need to do a suicide mission. I actually need to go down, I need to lay my weapons down, and I need to go sacrifice myself so that others May live greater love has no one than this that they give down, that they surrender their lives to the life of their friends. So he goes on a suicide mission. You know, anyone who knows about room clearing, the thing is, whether you were trained or not, it's almost 50 50 when you were doing room clearing, when you were going in to try and uh, save the life of of a loved one or or someone else, and you enter in a room and there's an enemy in there, it's a 50-50 shot that you are going to be shot. Whether you're trained or not trained. Actually, if you're not trained, the the percentage goes way up. Um, You know, uh, breaching a fortified position, and we're going to talk about Jericho in just a moment. Breaching a fortified position, two-thirds chance that you are going to perish. That the that the force going up against a fortified position, uh, and those are stats for regular armies, and those are stats for tier one operators. I'm talking special forces, rangers, green berets, navy seals, etc. Um, Jesus looks down at the battlefield and sees how the battle is going. That we are unable to reconcile our sin and. And reconcile our relationship and, and get back to God. So he lays his weapons down. He comes as a man, dies on the cross, allows himself to be killed, a brutal death for us. And that's the picture that just about everyone has is this lamb, this this pacifist, uh, you know, just this lamb. But here's the thing: Jesus is the lion of Judah the Lord is a warrior, the Lord is his name. Jesus is a bit of a BA dude. He really is. And we see this imagery of Jesus coming in, incarnate Jesus coming in on a donkey, a king on a donkey, comes for peace, a king on a horse a king on a stallion comes for war death and destruction and we know revelation Jesus is the second coming when he comes back he's he's riding a white stallion and it's it's not going to be pretty folks that king's coming to do something else but that king has always existed we look to uh we look to Joshua 5 starting in verse 13, so you set the scene here because context is, is everything. Uh, Joshua, Joshua's getting ready to go into battle. And um, here, let me use this other one. There we go. Joshua's getting ready to go into battle. And he's he's about to try and besiege a fortified position, Jericho. Okay, this is not pretty. Even as a skilled military leader, this is not a good thing. This is, this is the seals flying over North Korea, getting ready to do the jump, the thoughts that they're having. This, this is, so he's, he's, he's pacing, thinking about the battle to come, what is going to be done. And it says, when Joshua was by Jericho, starting in verse 13, he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, a man was standing before him with his sword drawn in his hand. Uh, so yikes, it's, it's about to go down tomorrow. You know, I'm kind of pacing, I'm the military leader. I'm trying to get, uh, my, my thoughts together. Whoa, there's a dude out here in, in the darkness with the sword on his hand. And Joshua went to him and said, are you for us or against us? Are you for us or for our adversaries? And he said, "This being the man, no, but I am the commander of the army of the Lord." It's kind of like, whoa, what what's going down here? He just and Joshua asked him a question. He just answers Joshua, no. You know, are you for us or against us? Are you with us or with our adversaries? Just no to your whole thing. But I am the commander of the army of the Lord. Okay, well, who is this? Now I have come and Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshiped. All right, now here's the thing, guys. We know that this is a Christophany. Uh, We know that this is not a theophany because Joshua is looking at this guy and you cannot see... The Lord and survive. We know that this is not an angel because angels say, Do not worship me. Every encounter like this, where it's an angel, if they are worshiped, they say, No, I am not the one to be worshiped. I'm not worthy of your worship. Do not worship me. Um, so going back, middle of verse 14. And he said to him, what does my Lord say to his servant? And the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, take off your sandals from your feet for the place where you are standing is holy ground. And Joshua did so. This is a Christophany. This is Jesus. This is Jesus has man, pre-incarnate, before the birth of Christ, baby Jesus, you know, Taladeganites, Ricky Bobby Jesus. But he clearly identifies that he is a commander of an army, and that army is the Lord. So again, the Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Why is it that no one, where's where my picture here? Why is it that no one identifies with this jesus or identifies this as an attribute of god or as jesus and he tells them you know march around the city and play the play the trumpets and and the walls will fall down which is a uh, a fact of history But why is it that it's always the lamb? And John was talking about an encounter that he had with an actual lion that he saw on safari that was eating some prey and the lion licked at him. And it's not like the pictures that you see, but the lion's face, it's mane, it's dripping with blood. There's just blood all over this thing. And he locked eyes with the lion. He said he will never forget that encounter. John is a fierce dude, a door-kicking dude, a ranger who's been... Around and has been in battles and killed a lot of people, he, he, he's not a very trepidatious, you know, timid dude. He's, he's a manly man. He knows what it is. He knows what conflict is. Um, he knows what it is to feel pain and to and to deliver pain to others. And there's just that respect. There's that you when you look a lion in the face, when you look something as fierce, as powerful, as that in the face, eye to eye. You feel that, and we can't lay eyes on God the Father, but we can lay eyes on Jesus, and there are so many things about Jesus to behold, and you see all of the scenes in the New Testament, people falling down at his feet, feeling uh, the presence and the love and the joy and the peace of just being around him and people just reaching out to him, teacher, healer, help, just all of the names of Jesus, just reaching out just to touch his cloak. If I can just touch him, I can be healed. And we relate so much with all of this stuff. But guys, there's Jesus before the New Testament. Jesus has always been and always will be. It is the whole council of of God. Jesus is a warrior. Jesus is a king. Jesus is also the commander of an army. And that army comes back in revelation and lays waste uh, to well, depending on what you believe, but basically to everything on earth. Um, you know, this is something that happens. This is something. Uh, that I have up on my screen that we can look at. This is Revelation 19, starting in verse 11. Oh, Let's make that bigger. Uh, the rider on a white horse. Then I saw heaven opened and behold, a white horse. The one sitting on it is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are like a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems, which means crowns. And he has a name written that no one knows but himself. This, this is that I am seen here, uh, referencing back to that. He is clothed in a robe dripped in blood, and the name by which he is called is the word of God. John 1, 1 again, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. This is Jesus. This is Jesus on on the white horse and the name he is called is the word of God. And the armies of heaven arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, were following him on the white horse. So yes, Jesus is the lamb that was slain for us so that we may be forgiven and reconciled uh with God the Father, but he is also this fierce warrior, this military leader. This is not poetry. This this what's being revealed to us by God about himself. This is fact. This is revelation given to John. Um and if you know anything about John, I love I love uh, John's writing. It, it's so theologically rich. Um, it's, yeah, it, it's a lot for most Christians. And so a lot of them skip it or just don't take the time to try and understand these attributes of God. Uh, starting in 15, from his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. And he will rule them with the rod of iron. He will tread upon, he will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty on his robe and on his thighs, the name written King of kings and Lord of lords. These are attributes of God and more particularly attributes of Jesus that everyone wants to ignore, but you can't. John Lovell in the jungles of, or the jungles and the deserts of Africa, seeing this lion with blood just dripping, this king of the jungle that just killed two animals. He killed the animal that he ate and killed the animal that tried to come up and steal his kill. Just kind of dripping with blood and just locked eyes with him. That imagery is an attribute of God that God's given to us in his revelation. And so many Christians, just like we look at, you know, let's, let's go back to this, Just like we look at this constant changing here. Let's zoom in so we can see that. How do I get myself off the screen? Uh, Whoa, what happened there? There we go. That bottom left, all of these different, the way that Jesus is viewed throughout the centuries, changing, 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 changing. Now Now we have this Ricky Bobby... Uh, Jesus thing, where everyone is saying, you know, Jesus is whatever I want Jesus to be. Jesus can be this. Jesus can be that. Uh, you know, Jesus is a hipster. Jesus is a vegan. Jesus is, uh, I don't know, a pacifist, paleontologist. Words that start with P are just popping in my head. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> Jesus is the the lamb, yes, but he's the lion and. The lamb, that same God that is humble and meek and, you know, healer, teacher, friend, all of these things. That same God, that same Jesus is also a fierce warrior, a military leader, someone who is willing to surrender themselves on the battlefield and come as as a man, come as a baby grown to a man and be killed on a cross, or do what he's going to do, do what he did at Jericho or do what he's going to do at the second coming um, and be this fierce warrior this fierce military leader uh and do the thing uh that needs to get done so we we've been going for a hot minute and I've got uh meetings to get to but um guys the the last thing is revelation 5 1 through 6 you know read that um yeah, but this, this Jesus, the only one worthy to open the scroll, is is a fierce warrior and is also a lamb. And and John's writing in here, you know, that he saw the lamb standing as though it had been slain. It did just the, the imagery of it all, it it's such an awesome picture. It's I I love revelation. Um, friends of mine know that. I also love the Book of John, just uh, so good. But guys, get into the Old Testament. Realize, you know, if you've got a red letter Bible, the red letters mean nothing. It's how not Jesus said that no. It's the same God. All of the words, the periods, the punctuation, the comma, all of it is the same God. There is no supremacy with Jesus. And you listen to Jesus' words, Jesus says, all authority that has been given to me has been given to me by my Father in heaven. All authority has been given to me. How are we going to create this supremacy problem and have this red letter bullcrap? And, you know, everything that happens post Jesus supersedes everything else. How do we allow that to be doctrinally sound? That is bullcrap. That's bullcrap. There is no contradiction between God the Father, the Holy Spirit, or Jesus Christ. None. There is now, nor will there ever be a conflict or a contradiction between God's word. That's all you have to say. Not God and Jesus, not Jesus and the Spirit, God's word. It's all the same God. It's all the same God. Every word is a red word. I don't understand the confusion. I don't understand the confusion. So there, there are a lot of Christians out there, and and you, you just come with some weak sauce, guys. And I'm going to take one. I'm going to take something out of Pastor Brad's book. But it, when you come and you have a conflict with me, and it's about this, you better have your ducks in a freaking row because this is important and the way that we're living our lives and and the the way that our country is going the reason that this country existed was because men who understood the truths and the principles in this book fought for freedom and for true equality like has never been seen in the history of the world and this is that post enlightenment that post protestant revolution you know manifestation is what we had here because we don't have it anymore. We have a bunch of Christians believing a bunch of nonsense. We've got gay pastors and we've got churches with pride flags and BLM flags, uh, you know, hanging from the arms of the cross and a bunch of nonsense being preached in the pulpit. And I am completely over it. I am completely over it. If you, and I'm speaking particularly to men, nothing against women, if you are a Christian man out there and you were coward, we have no room for you. Unsubscribe from the show. Do not pass go. Get off at this stop. We don't have room for you. That's not what we're about. We're about action. We're about courage. It's okay for you to be afraid. It is not okay for you to allow your fear to paralyze you and for you not to make decisions, for you not to lead your family, to be a leader in your community, for you not to do the purpose that God has put in your heart. You were sent here for a purpose, and that purpose was not to be a coward cowering in the corner. And as someone who used to be gripped by fear as a child, and I was supernaturally uh, supernaturally delivered from it, it just went away. And the pendulum swung completely the other way. And God said, this isn't what I have for you. I design you to be bold and courageous, to be that person that goes and 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 faces the thing on the other side of the door. I don't know why. He's not revealed that to me, but he has revealed to me that the life of cowardice is not the life that he has. It's also in every book in the Bible, okay? It's in every single one. Uh, so anyway, I'm just ranting and rambling now. Guys, that's the show. Uh, definitely, if if you're new to Christophanes, um, Learn about those appearances of Jesus, 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 before the New Testament. Learn about the appearances and the lessons of Jesus in the Old Testament. Especially, it throws a monkey wrench in the operations of the the, the big red letter Christians who were like, you know, Jesus came and undid everything. Every, you know, theology starts at Jesus, and after Jesus is born and erase every everything that God the Father uh, had set, which you can't even build a doctrinal statement. You can't even build a theologically sound uh, system of belief off of that. It, it's easy. It, it crumbles down. It's, it's very easy to pick that apart. But if you, even if you are that type of person, and I want to say stupid Christian, um, try and reconcile that with the Christophanies, those appearances of Jesus in the Old Testament, um, the Garden, Jericho, many others. Um, anyway, Guys, that is all I got for you. Thank you, Helen, Michael, Stacy. Thank you all for uh, leaving comments. Um, everyone, make sure that you're like, sh- like, subscribe to the show, like the show, and share it with someone that you know uh, might enjoy the content, might be challenged by this content. Uh, I love reading and seeing your messages. The best way to do that is send me an email. The address is ask at I will be remiss if I don't. Give a huge thank you to MyPillow for being a sponsor of the show. Use promo code MOBLY anywhere on MyPillow site or you can check out mypillow.com slash MOBLY. Really appreciate you guys uh, doing that. And of course, the Joe Mobley Show is presented by Birch Gold Group. Text MOBLY to 989898 for your free informational kit. That's Mobley. Text it to 989898 today. Guys, thank you so much. I am so glad to be back. We have an awesome uh, week for you. Who do we have uh, in the queue? We're going to be talking with Dan Albert. Uh, we're going to be talking with Dr. James Dean. And guys, uh, James is an awesome dude. Uh, he's going to be on the show tomorrow. Uh, we've got Adam Hardage on the show later this week. So Uh, Really, really great content in the queue for you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. That is all I got. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Joe Mobley Show. Remember to subscribe and make sure you don't miss out on future content. You can always show your support by leaving a review or making a financial contribution by going to thejoemobleyshow.com and hitting support the show. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. If that was the first prayer you've ever prayed, I hope it won't be the last. Until next time, this is The Joe Mobley Show.